are in a, a very strange day. Very strange day. And now for the first time, for the first time, I can really understand why throughout the New Testament, Paul kept saying, and Jesus as well kept saying, let no man deceive you. I was listening to Pastor Herman Murray and, and, and it was so powerful what he said. I understand why Jesus and the Apostle Paul was consistently throughout their writings saying, let no man deceive you. Jesus specifically when he was talking about the end times in Matthew 24, he consistently said, let no man deceive you. Paul kept saying, let no man deceive you. Many false prophets shall arise. Peter said the same thing. Many false prophets shall arise. And, and we're seeing now so vividly and clearly that this is the day that they were speaking of to make us aware that there would be a shift and, and, and something would go wrong in this thing called religion. Something will go wrong in this thing called religion. And we, somewhere along the line, have let the guard down and let people in that have given us a pseudo, false, counterfeit expression of religion. Something's wrong with, with, with religion today. And, and it's our job to make sure that we warn people and make the congregations aware Make the congregations aware that there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end of those ways are the ways of death. It, 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 is, it is time for us to rise up and we have got to get to a point where we develop our apologetics and learn how to utilize our knowledge of the scriptures to contend for the faith. To fight the good fight of faith to keep righteousness and fight for it. To, to address holiness and fight for it. Amen. And not be afraid of the backlash. For there will be backlash. But that goes along with any battle. There's not a battle without a, a, without a contesting. But what we've got to do right now is we've got to contend for that which was delivered unto us and not allow any newfangled, new thought pattern, new revelation come in to obscure, to, to, to pollute, to dilute, to downplay that which we know is bedrock foundational gospel. Are you, is anybody here? Anybody here? See, and I know that, that, that what we're seeing today appeals to people's carnal appetite because it hybrids the carnality with the spirituality and it makes it appealing to those who want to walk a fence. But we're not walking the fence. We're not, we're not lukewarm, we're hot or we're cold and we are not trying to walk the fence. And we're getting back to the bedrock of religion, the, the foundation which is Jesus Christ. The church is one foundation the church's only foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord for the church is the creation of God the church is the creation of God 
The church doesn't have a mind of its own. The church doesn't have a mind of its own to deem what they, the church sees fit to call right. The church can't make that decision. Church can't say I'm doing this because I don't find nothing. I doesn't fit into the church. <laughs> my opinion, my thoughts, what I feel, what I want, what I think does not fit into the church. Because my thoughts do not control the church. If I've ever become eye conscious, I become an emperor and a dictator. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get through to you. If I ever incorporate what Donnie thinks, what I feel, I become a dictator. I become the emperor of the ministry. Hallelujah. But it is not an eye-driven ministry. And the church is not an eye-driven church. The church only has one foundation. And that is Jesus. And every word in that Bible is right. I don't care what any theologian has said, living or passed on. Well, there's fallacies in the Bible. There are faults in the Bible. There are contradictions in the Bible. That's because you have to understand it spiritually. And you cannot intellectually fathom what this Bible is saying. Hallelujah. But it is spiritually discerned. So when I listen to the intelligentsia of today and how they contradict and say that the Bible is contradictory, I've got to sit back and say these are unlearned people. These are people that deal with academics and not spirituality. And if you're dealing with this thing academically, you're going to fall, falter, and fail because you cannot comp the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God. For they are spiritually discerned. I wish I had some help here. I wish I had some help here. So I don't care what theological seminary that you've gone to. Should you ever in your dissertation decide that you're going to contradict what this word says, let every man be a liar. And let God be true. You're not going to take away the only foundation we have. You're not going to cause this word to be compromised. For we believe that the word of God as contained in the Holy Bible. We're talking about the first article of our tenets of faith. We believe that the word of God as contained in the Holy Bible is absolute in its authority. That means that there's no other book that can trump this book. It is absolute in its authority. Well, the Quran said, the Quran, you can't use the Quran against the Bible. The Quran is just about 700 years old. This Bible goes back 1,500 years in its compilation and thousands of years in its, in, in, in its creation. You cannot take from the Quran and juxtapose it to the Bible. For the, the Quran mentions everything in the Bible, but the Bible mentions nothing in the Quran. I don't hear anybody here. Our Bible is absolute in its authority. It doesn't matter what Zoroaster said. It doesn't matter what Vishnu says. It doesn't matter the tenets of Buddha. That has nothing to do with this. Our Bible is absolute. 
well Donnie that's kind of my optical view that's kind of a narrow mind of you there are other books I know there are other books that's why they're called other there's one book Una Biblia. <coughs> One book. And it's absolute authority. You can't bring anything else to me to make me believe other than what I've read in this book. That's because your brain washed. Yes, my brain has been washed. Yes, it has. My brain, my heart, my soul, my spirit washed. In the blood of the Lamb. Call me a fanatic and you're right. I'm a fanatic in this thing. Say that I'm addicted, you're right. I'm addicted to God and his truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to fight for this. Amen. Amen. The Bible is absolute in its authority. Secondly, the Bible is inerrant in its content. I wish I had some PFI members, PFBI members. It's absolute in its authority, and it is inerrant in its content, meaning that there is no error or confusion in this book. It's only an error for those who are looking for something and trying to nitpick. But when you do it in context, not in content when you do it in context you find that there's no error in this book <laughs> God help me I feel like preaching but I gotta teach for a moment it is inerrant in its content hallelujah well I was looking through the Bible and I found this and it contradicted that that's because you did it out of context You've got to do line upon line, precept upon precept. There's a study that goes along with this Bible. You can't just read the Bible. You've got to study to show yourself approved unto God. People told me, I read the Bible. I read the Bible several times. Yeah, I know. Uh, then that's good you read the Bible but if you don't study this thing and study with the Holy Ghost as a tutor you'll come up with your own conclusions and then talk about if there's an error in there no the error is in your conclusion it's not in that book do I have any students in here in its authority inerrant and in its, in its content and it is complete in its revelation that means that there's nobody coming up with another revelation as we've seen in our modern day church well I feel that God wouldn't I, it doesn't make sense I don't believe that God would send anybody to hell I don't believe that there's a hell I don't believe that I, 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 I that's the problem you're looking through your eye and come up with a new revelation that there is no sin I don't believe that there's any sin why because you said it 
Hello? I don't believe that there's any sin. Well, then we got to throw this book away. Well, you believe in the God of the Bible. I don't believe in the God of the Bible necessarily. Well, then who am I talking to? If you don't believe in him, why am I talking to you? And you call yourself a theologian. You call yourself a preacher. You call yourself a bishop. You call yourself a pastor. But you don't believe in the God of this Bible. Well, it's because it's been tampered with. Tampered with? What are you talking about? Your social studies book has been tampered with. Your revision of history has been tampered with. Hallelujah. Your Columbus discovering America has been tampered with. Your Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves has been tampered with. I don't hear anybody here. I don't hear anybody here. You want to throw away books that give the true, the true revelation because it goes against your revisionism. But you teach that as though it's gospel and as though it's doctrine, and that's not true at all. But this book is complete in its revelation. You can't come if we, we ourselves or an angel come and preach another gospel. Let us be accursed. Hear me, Christians. You've got to fight for it. Look at somebody and say, fight for it. Come on, look at somebody and say, fight for it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. There's a war going on. There, there's, there's a, there's an all-out war going on. There's an all-out brawl that's happening. Hallelujah. And we have got to win this thing by declaring the truth of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By declaring the truth of God. There's a fight. And God has called us in, as the remnant in this last day to unfurl the banner, unfurl the flag, put the stake in the ground, and declare the truth. And let, let everything fall as it will. But the truth of God will never fall. Let false preaching and false prophets arise, but the truth of God will remain the same. Let the remnant make the declaration. Let the remnant declare the will of God, the word of God, the way of God. I don't hear anybody here. Let the remnant, let the remnant get into the fight. Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're dealing with powers and principalities and I don't hear anybody here. We're dealing with some spiritual wickedness in high places. We're dealing with the rulers of the darkness of this world. We're dealing with a false doctrine. We're dealing with a false God. We're dealing with a demonic agenda. We're dealing with the angel disguising, the devil disguising himself as the angel of light. We're dealing with counterfeit. Counterfeit. And we have got to be well versed in what we do and do so in love. For our fight is not against flesh and blood. I refuse to fight my brothers and sisters, but I will say that it's wrong if it's wrong. Amen. In the book of Jude, going back to the book of Jude, I was there a couple of weeks ago. But back into the book of Jude, God took me there again. Hallelujah. And in the book of Jude, the third verse, it simply says this. Beloved, when I gave you 
when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation that comes through Jesus Christ, it was needful for me to write to you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. To earnestly contend for the faith. That means you have got to be the one who stands in the courtyard of the world, in the marketplace of the world, and declare the truth of God in love. Amen. You've got to push back against the darkness that has tried to invade the church, and you have got to declare that God's way is the only way. And God does not bend his knee to our thoughts or our desires. God does not yield nor concede to what we want to do. God does not rubber stamp and approve what we institute ourselves. It has to be only God's way, God's way and God's way only. Amen. And, and, and we're looking today and we're seeing that in the last days that there are many false prophets that have arisen. There's a many, many a false way that has come about. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, and John, John spoke to us in 1 John and, uh, uh, 4 and 1, and he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Everything that says Jesus ain't Jesus. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Everything that says Christian is not Christian. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try those spirits. Try the spirits and see if they be of God. For many false prophets have gone out in the world. So now we have got to be aware that there are people that are false, that are delivering a gospel that is tainted with carnality and their own opinion. And we have got to get back to the solidity of the word of God, pure and true. To the word of God, pure and true. There's, there's a lot that's deceiving many people. There's a lot that's come about with popular preaching that has deceived many. And we're standing here and going on the church as usual in this world. And we forgot that the ministers and the ministry has got to de declare the truth of God. Amen. We have got to defend the faith. Amen. No, no, here, we have got to defend the faith, not just from this pulpit, but from your personal perch. Amen. You have got to defend the faith, not so much with an apologetic discussion, but how you live. Because although you may not know the right words and the right jargon and you may not know the art of apologetics, but you have to learn and to master the art of living holy. You must live this thing out loud before God and before man and behind closed doors. You've got to live holy in front of your children. you got to live holy in front of your family. I don't hear anybody. You can't let down the garden, let down the mantle, and let down the standard when you get home. Home, you've got to be more righteous than you are in public. Oh, yes, I'm talking to you. Ain't no sense you stand up here doing swelling prayers in the service and you don't pray out loud at your home in your home. Before I start, before I start stepping on other people's toes, let me talk to us here. 
you, you want you want to grab a microphone and become eloquent and be all just so poetic in your in your prayers, but you don't do that same thing at home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember many a day hearing my mother praying in her room. Glory to God. You, 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 you got to be that person in private before you dis display it publicly. Am I making sense? And I hope I'm convicting somebody because the time for acting is over. And it never was a time to act. But this is the worst time to pick that thing up. God doesn't need your performance. God doesn't need you to impress the congregation. God needs you to have a sincere life that he can look at and say, well done. Whether the people approve or not, if you live rightly before God, he'll even make your enemies be at peace with you. I don't hear anybody. If you live upright before God, he'll make your enemies be at peace with you. You ain't got to perform for people. You got to make the heart of God happy. I feel like preaching right now. You've got to make the heart of God happy by the way you live. David said, sacrifice and offerings God has not ordained. Hallelujah. But a broken heart and a contrite spirit, God will not despise. He wants that heart. He wants your spirit. And if you live with all your heart before God, and if you donate your whole body, soul, and spirit to God, people will see God in you. And your life will be your apologetics. I don't hear anybody here. And your life, people may, people may talk about you, but they can't lay a finger on you. People may talk and make up stuff, but they can never lay a charge against you if you're walking in holiness. Doesn't mean that you don't have a past. The most my enemy can do is go back into my graveyard of my past. Hallelujah. And if you want to dig up in my past, you're going to find bones, but you're not going to find any life because my life has been changed and I live the life of holiness today that my yesterday cannot disqualify. Do I have anybody who's living the life of holiness? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to fight for it. We've got to fight the good fight of faith. That means that we have got to live this thing and walk this thing out by faith and not allow anything to deter us and not let any change to cause us to falter. Amen. It is imperative. It is imperative that we understand the day that we're living in. It is, it's imperative. Hallelujah. 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 What does Isaiah 59 and I think 19 say? Take me to Isaiah 59 and 19. I hope that this is right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Real, real, real quickly, if, if you can, back there. Because we, I, 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 I'm, I'm just getting kind of, 
I don't have the rhyme and the reason. I don't have the, the homiletics for this right now. Hallelujah. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, that's when the spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard. We are in an era right now that the enemy has infiltrated like a flood. And he had to set it up to put people in place to bring in this counterfeit thing. Hallelujah. Because there was a day when he could not have done what he's doing now. Because there were watchmen on the wall. There were watchmen on the wall and they may not have been as intelligent as the, as the theological base today, but they had a holiness. And they knew the truth from a lie. And they would stand up and if you did anything wrong, they would stop you in the middle of your speaking. And they would tell you, sit down. That's not the Bible. Hallelujah. And then back in that day, if they told you to sit down, you sat down. You didn't pick up your bat and ball and leave. You, you took the rebuke and you sat down because you knew that they had the anointing and that God called them and that they were the under shepherd and, and that God gave them a responsibility. I wish I had some old saints here. Hallelujah. But now there's come a leniency. Now there's come a letting down of our God. Now there's come a falseness that has preached a, a, a popular pretty message. And those that are having itching ears went and gravitated to the message that was weak but popular. Hallelujah. And now in this 21st century, standing in 2024, we see that there's been a crescendo of false preaching a crescendo of counter Christianity in the house we see that there's a hunger outside the house but in the house there is a compromise hallelujah and the enemy has come in like a flood but right now the remnant arising there's an army rising up hallelujah the enemy has played himself cheap because he thought that we would back away just because popularity started preaching something pretty but the remnant said not so there is a God there is a way there is a truth there is a new life there is a gospel that will not be compromised and we will die before we let this happen we will stand and declare the truth of God I wish I had somebody here let the remnant jump up and scream real quick There's an adage that says, for God I'll live 
and for God I'll die. And we're at a point and period in time that our true Christianity is going to be put to the test. Not by the world, but by false religious people. It's going to be the false religious people that say we're antiquated. It's going to be the false religious people that say that we're too steep in old tradition. It's going to be false religious people that are going to put us to the test. And it's going to be our brothers and sisters, false religious people that try to do exposés and try to uh, uh, uncover some secrets and try to render us up on the block of gossip. That's going to come from out of the house. But I've got news for you. Isaiah said, no weapon. I wish I had somebody excited. No weapon formed against the believer will prosper. You can cancel me, but you can't stop me. You can rail against me, but you can't block me. You can gossip on my name, but I'm standing on his name. Nothing you can do can stop this gospel the gospel that we preach is secured by God himself. I wish I had some help in this house. I wish I had some help in this house. We, we've got to fight for it. We gotta roll up our sleeves. Put your war clothes on. You gotta go into some warfare. You gotta pray, God, teach our hands to war. And I'm not gonna waste my energy against my brother and my sister. I'm reaching into the spirit world and I'm pulling down strongholds and I'm casting down imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You don't hear what I'm saying. It's time for war, but we're not going to be aggressive toward one another, but we're going to be aggressively living this thing out loud. Hit somebody, say, fight for it, fight for it, fight for it. Hit three people, say, fight for it, fight for it, fight for it. like a flood but look at God look at God enemy came in like a flood but now watch what God does you're gonna hear many voices rise up and speak the truth of God in righteousness the enemy is shaking us and now the remnants gonna rise up and the spirit of the Lord Standard. Y'all don't hear me. 
pearl and the righteous are going to declare the truth of God and there's nothing that hell can do to stop this move there's nothing that Satan can do to silence our voice God has called us for this day is anybody here ready between the clean and the unclean between the holy and the unholy and we don't mind the ridicule that we may incur because we're going to live this thing boldly oh yes we will we're going to live this thing honestly oh yes we will going to tell a dying world about the savior who's come we're going to declare the principles of a holiness without which no man can see God. We're going to declare the principles of, of righteousness because righteousness exalts a nation. I don't hear anybody in this house. And it will fly in the face of what's being propagated today. It will fly in the face of what we're hearing today. Because what we're hearing today is trying to mask what has already been declared. What we're hearing today is trying to cover what has already been established. And I want Satan to know, and every demon assigned, it won't work. It won't work. For this cause came the Son of Man into this world that he might destroy the works of the devil that's outside and in the house. No, we cannot allow this to happen without condemning it, not the persons, condemning the false doctrine declaring that there's only one truth and that the God of the Bible is the same God of the creation. There's no different God in the Bible. What fallacy. What fallacy to make people believe that there is a pretentious God written in the Bible when you've preached this same God for years before you came up with your own self-revelation. 
No, my brother, my sister, let me tell you. You'll hear many things. Don't believe it. And if I can't change the gospel, I've got to bring an accusation against the preachers of the gospel. If I can't get you to believe that your, your Bible may be compromised, then I've got to make you see that your preachers are compromised. Hallelujah. And you may find a chink in the armor. And you may find something that is a little off and askew in their past, in our past, in my past. But the truth of the matter is, out of 8.1 billion people on this earth, nobody's perfect. And we don't preach this gospel purporting ourselves to be perfect. We are imperfect people being perfected by God with a perfect gospel. I'll say that again. We are an imperfect people being perfected by God with a perfect gospel. Well, I heard Donnie McClurkin, I saw Donnie McClurkin, and this is what Donnie McClurkin said, this is what Donnie McClurkin wrote. Most of it will be a lie, some of it may be true, but whether true or a lie, you got to look at the Donnie McClurkin today. And you put your name in it, you put your name in it. You got to look at who we are today. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a, a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold. And be, you have got to be the one they behold. And behold. All things. Not some things. Not most things. All things are new.